Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 192 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Midtown and Rebound Podcast Network and on the Fans First Sports Network of Podcasts. Sean St. Jacques, happy to be with you for another podcast this week. And we get two this week. We're getting two podcasts in. Very exciting stuff. We're trying to make up for lost time here. There's been plenty to get to. We jumped into a ton of transactions last time out. We may have missed some. Uh, that have happened in the couple of days between the shows this week. Uh, we'll get to a lot of the rest of the NBA news uh, later on this week. And we're trying to do one to two podcasts a week, trying to get back to a normal rotation here. And uh, hopefully this is the start of that. Again, you know, apologies for all the work I've been going through recently um, that has hindered my ability to do more pods. But get two in this week. So very excited about that. And uh, hopefully you are enjoying them as always. This pod, I have set aside because I am going to only talk about the NBA midseason tournament. And I felt like just throwing it at the tail end of a pod uh, was not the right move. I felt like we needed a full pod here, or at least a good chunk of a pod, to talk about this. And normally our pods are roughly 35 to 40 minutes, maybe 45, depending on the topic. We've had our podcasts before, to be fair, but this is a serious topic. This is an important topic, and it is a NBA-changing topic. It's a game-changing topic, and I felt like, you know, putting it as the second half of a, of a podcast didn't make a whole lot of sense. And our last pod was about 20, 22 minutes, so I felt like that is a nice number to aim for here, and we'll see how long. I don't know how long this is going to go, to be honest with you. But I felt like we should make a separate pod just for this. And it's because this is a big thing. This is a big deal. I, I, I will say right off the bat, because we will go through the rules. I do want to go through the system here. We're going to go through the groups. We'll talk about the Knicks and their involvement here. First things first, before we get into the semantics and we get into the groups, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I I, I will say this. First reaction to hearing that this was a go was am i gonna watch this like (laughs) like, obviously i'll be watching the knicks but like am i gonna go all out here like i I don't know if i have the time for a full like involvement in an nba in-season tournament and you know again we'll get to the group draw results we'll get to the rules all that stuff My, my my first thought it just it just feels like it's too much it feels like it's too much to me. I, I don't 
maybe that's an old maybe i sound old i mean everybody i've talked to so far and, it, and it's ranged to be fair it's ranged from like early 20s to like late 30s the people i've been talking to about this so decent you know range of scope here as far as generations everyone seems mixed about it like like I, i've heard two or three opinions again most of this is just from friends and colleagues who have just said eh <laughs> am i gonna get out of bed to watch it nah stay up late to watch it nah probably not and other people are saying i mean let's see how it goes you know i i'm interested let's see how it goes and then other people that are you know it's more it's more nba basketball so they're fine with it and then there are other people that are going yeah sound sounds like it's it, it's not going to be that good you know what are they really playing for i'm not interested and that is that brings me to my first point that brings me to my first point how serious are teams going to take this you know me i love to bring up soccer examples on this podcast this is like an english premier league team not taking the fa cup seriously not taking the league cup seriously because the champions league the larry o'brien in this case is the end goal you know the premier league title the champions league that's what you want to win would it be great to win an nba season tournament sure sure but it's not the larry o'brien so how serious are teams going to take this how serious are they going to take these games because we already know about load management and we know how important seeding is to the nba playoffs just ask the golden state warriors how well that worked out for them a couple of years ago it's very difficult to go on the road and win in the nba playoffs I mean, listen, the Miami Heat were able to do it. I'll give the, I'll say that. They're an exception, though. They're an exception, not the rule. Nine times out of ten, teams that, you know, are lower seeds struggle in the NBA playoffs. So it's a very difficult thing to put my finger on right now because I'm not really sure how NBA coaches are really going to look at this. It's not the top priority. So what kind of product are we really going to get in this? So that leads me to diving into the rules. And the in-season tournament is going to start on November 3rd. And the championship is going to be on December 9th. So this is a full month. Full month of tournament play here. And the championship game is going to be at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So neutral venue for the title game. I will say that intrigues me. That intrigues me. I would love to see it similar to a European Cup final where you have, let's say, sake of the argument here, the Knicks get to the championship game. They got their sections on the left side filled. It's orange and blue, nothing else. All orange, all blue. And let's say the Lakers get there in the other side of the bracket. And it's all purple and gold on the other side. Like half and half. Half the arena is orange and blue. Half the arena, purple and gold. That, right off the bat, you got me, right? That, that's, to be fair, that sounds awesome. That would be great. That sounds cool. So, 
Maybe I'm turning a little bit here. I don't know, but I like that so far. There's the group play, which leads me into the groups. Now, none of the groups jump off the page. I, <laughs> I saw one people saying, like, you know, what's the group of death? Another soccer reference. Like, what's the crazy group? It's relatively evenly spread out. It's just like making new divisions, basically. Nothing really stood out to me too much here. Uh, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Blazers are in a group in Group A in the West. Group B in the West, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Mavs, the Rockets, the Pelicans. And then Group C is the Kings, the Warriors, the Thunder, the Spurs, and the Timberwolves. Okay. Like, nothing, nothing too crazy there. Sixers, Cavs, Hawks, Pacers, Pistons is the East's Group A. Group B, Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, Hornets. And the East uh, Group C is Celtics, Nets, Bulls, Raptors, Magic. They're just making new divisions. Nothing really stands out there to me. Um, yeah, nothing really to, <laughs> to go too much crazier there. The groups are relatively evenly spread out. There's some good teams in each group. There's some mediocre teams in each group. There's some downright bad teams in pretty much every group. So, November 3rd through the 28th will be the four designated group play games on quote-unquote, they're calling them tournament nights. One game against each opponent, two games at home, two on the road as well. Eight teams advance the knockout round. That's based on the best standing in group play in each of the six groups. And then there's two wild card teams. As well, the team from each conference with the best record in group play games that finished second in its group. That's another, another, another little soccer nugget there. That's how the uh, the Euros does it for their group play. Knockout rounds or single elimination in the quarterfinals and you know through to the semis and the championship game. Uh, the next part of this that I want to bring up. Again, they had the group play draw. We went through the groups. The... The knockout rounds, to be fair, are interesting to me. And it's single elimination. You know, the the cool part about it is that I believe that not just the championship game is neutral site, but I believe the semis are also neutral site. So again, potentially, there's something to work with there. I do like this, but... Again, my big issue is how serious is like is this is this going to be taken by teams? Now, a quick note on that. It's early in the season, so I will give the NBA credit for this. It's an early season, you know, it's quote unquote mid season, but it's an early season really NBA tournament, November into December, and the reason that's smart is because there are a lot of teams yet that don't know if they're out of it yet. So you can make the argument as a team, like, hey, you know, we might be off to a slow start, but maybe this tournament thing is what can pick it up for us. We win this, then we get back into this thing in the regular season. That becomes a possibility. To be fair, like to play devil's advocate against myself here, that's interesting. 
That is interesting. That becomes a story. So a team like the Rockets, a team like the Thunder, a team like the Pacers, the the Pistons, the Magic, maybe they go on a run. Who knows? It's it's a short shortened format and all of a sudden they're in a semifinal. And they get to bring all their fans to Vegas or wherever. And maybe that galvanizes the team. Maybe it's a turning point in the season. So that for those kind of teams, hey, this could this could change our whole season. This could be the jump start to an unbelievable season for us. Then you look at the Warriors. Then you look at the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Lakers, the Nuggets. The teams that know they're contenders. The teams that are probably going to be off to good starts during the season. I mean, I think you know where I'm going with this. We know that almost every team I just named there has pretty significant injury history with their stars. I I could throw the Knicks in there as well. Julius Randle in particular. How many games are those guys going to play during this run? How much? How seriously are they going to take it? Will we see second teams out there, full fives of just bench guys out there for some of these games? I do think that's very possible. I do. I could easily see teams phoning this in and not really giving a bleep about it and just saying, well, you know, we're... Or, to be fair, going about it like it's the regular season. Steph and Clay will play in the group stage. They're not going to play in the semis of the final. Or they're not going to play in the group stage. And if we get to the semis, the quarter semis final, then they'll play. Because they've been rested enough. You know, the Clippers stand out here as well. Are we going to see Paul George? Are we going to see Kawhi? Probably not. I mean, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to stay healthy for the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go hard in the play-in. Or the play-in. I keep saying the play-in at times. For the in-season tournament. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. It's... I will say this. It's a... It's a. It's almost a take the positive with a negative kind of situation, this in-season tournament. For some teams, this could be awesome. It really, it really could be great, and we get to, and in some ways, we actually could get to see some big teams that don't always get to be on the big stage be on the big stage again. You know, that would be awesome. No question. Teams that haven't won an NBA championship could get a shot to win something. OKC, Utah, teams like that come to mind. The Brooklyn Nets. That would be very cool. No question. And then you look at the contending teams and you almost kind of be like, well, why would they care? Why would they care about it? I, I don't quite know. I really don't. I don't quite I don't quite understand it from that perspective. But there, I will say this, and I've almost kind of talked myself into it during this podcast. <laughs> There's a little bit more substance here than I think I gave this credit for initially. There are. I didn't think about initially. I didn't think about the the teams at the bottom. I really just thought about the best teams and how they're going to react, and that's potentially not great, potentially kind of a downer. But then you look at the the middle to bottom teams. You know, even even throwing your Atlantas in there, your Chicago's, 
your Timberwolves, they're going to go for this. They're going to feel like they can win this. And use that as momentum for the rest of the season going into the All-Star break. You know, and then who knows after that? Who knows? And, and I will be interesting to see how, you know, if teams go hard, how does that impact the rest of their season? If teams don't go big on it, how does that impact the rest of their season as well? That's going to be a big storyline coming up now that this is official. This was this was rumored for a couple of years, but I didn't think it was going to come this soon. I really didn't. And the NBA is like, no, nah, we've figured it out. We're ready to roll. And we're going to see by the end of this calendar year how well this works out. It's very interesting. Now, for the 2023-2024 season, the in-season tournament prize pool will be allocated to the players on the teams that participate in the knockout rounds, with allocations increasing depending on how far a team progresses in the tournament. And at the conclusion of the in-season tournament, the NBA will name an MVP and the all-tournament team, and the selection will be based on players' performances in both group play and the knockout rounds. The latter, of course, is a given. We know we know that that's always going to be a part of it. It's the NBA. Um, the prize pool, I, I'll be interested to see how much it actually is. Because again, if it's a decent amount of money, that could also add a little bit of a spice to this. However, I will say, and I don't think I'm alone in saying this, just because there's extra money on the line doesn't do a whole lot for me. It might make the players play better. So maybe that's what helps the product. But for me, I don't care that they're going to get a little bit richer if they win. the. That doesn't, that doesn't do it for me. I want to see high-intensity, high-octane NBA basketball that means a lot early in the season to liven up the regular season. And I hope that this is what this is. Um, part of me has more hope than I thought I was going to have going into this, but for right now, I have to say it's a, we'll see, we'll see for some people. This could be great for some teams. This could be awesome. And for others, this could be a huge waste of time. And I will, this is the other thing too. last note on this. And then I'll, I'll end the pod there. If someone gets hurt. If a star gets hurt, what happens then? What happens? You know, do the teams rethink this? Does Adam Silver and does the Players Association, you know, do they rethink this? That's, that will be interesting. You know, it might not because you could just say, well, it was, you know, it's during the regular season anyway. It's not like it's, it's extra stuff. Although higher intensity games and that, and that's but that also goes back to how much effort are these teams going to put in do they just treat it like regular season games they'll play some they won't play others or maybe not at all i don't, I don't know you know this as far as i read by the rules this doesn't really impact you know anything else it's just an in-season tournament so these extra games i don't i don't know how they're going to be handled because again, the, I could see teams. I really could. I really could see teams just saying, "Here's our here's our bench five and two other starters, and nobody else plays. And if we get knocked out, we get knocked out. Who cares?" But then I could see like the Magic, the Pistons, the the Jazz, the Timberwolves, the Pacers, 
being like, let's freaking get this. Let's go for this, man. Let's win this thing. I can even see, again, teams like the Knicks, the Hawks, the Mavs, teams that have something to prove. They haven't won anything in a while. Maybe those are the teams that go after this hard. Pacers have never won an NBA championship. This is a chance to win something. Maybe they'll go for it. Maybe they won't. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's a remains to be seen kind of thing. It's a very interesting storyline going into this NBA season. And it's why I wanted to set it aside to talk about it. As a Knicks fan, part of me is encouraged. It could be something great for the Knicks. It also could completely derail our season. It, it's, a, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. One Randall Brunson, you know, hard injury in this in-season tournament, and I'll never want the Knicks to do anything in it again. But if they win it, it'll be incredible. You know, it's it's a tough balancing act to 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 take from that perspective in particular. Because think about it from your team's perspective, right? It'd be great to win it, but then if someone gets hurt, that could totally impact the rest of your season and then impact what matters which is getting to the playoffs and competing for an nba championship that's going to do it for this episode of the shock shock Knicks podcast thank you all so much as as always for listening it really means a lot uh, you can follow me on twitter at sj7 for more updates on shows and my career away from the podcast as well if you're interested and also you can follow us on twitter at fans first sn to look at all the great podcasts that the network as a whole has to offer thanks as always for listening to the podcast it is really appreciated and we'll see you all next time on the shock shock Knicks podcast on the midtown and rebound podcast network all part of the fans first sports network of podcasts